Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. We'll be with you in a moment after a brief word from our sponsor. Regardless of party or political labels, there are amazing examples of real-life success stories happening across America. Local leaders are showing how to solve problems in healthcare, education, and other issues Washington just can't fix. Experience those stories in the new book, Falling in Love with America Again, by Jim DeMint and the Heritage Foundation. Get it today at inlovewithamerica.com. That's inlovewithamerica.com. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. We are lucky enough to have Fred Barnes of the Weekly Standard join us. And speaking of lucky, Fred, I see uh, Reince Priebus talking about a tsunami tidal wave for Republicans this November. I hate gloating, bragging, or breaking the bad mojo, but uh, do you think he's on to something? Well, he's on to something, but, uh, you know, the election's eight months away. If the election were today, there would be a Republican tsunami. The election isn't today. Right. My advice to Van, uh, 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 Priebus would be to shut up for a while, you know, <laughs> and, and, and do your job. I think he's been off to a very good start as a Republican national chairman. He's mm-hmm. wiped out the Republican debt, uh, raised a ton of money. He's given some bad advice to candidates, I think, in this report they put out uh, after the 2012 election. And now mm-hmm. they're saying, it. oh, it just turned out well. But in any case, um, he... Uh, uh, he's on to something, but uh, he better uh, uh, wait. He doesn't want to jinx Republicans, uh, and and he needs to wait and make sure things turn out the way they look now. Uh, but uh, one thing that uh, somebody has done is they've put together uh, a higher caliber of candidates for 2014 than we had in uh, 2010 and 2012 from the standpoint of being electable. I think that uh, you look around the country and it's almost mm-hmm. uh, surprising how Republicans have made themselves competitive. Yes, they have. And I think you've touched on something that is ac- absolutely crucial in the 2014 midterm election. Uh, there are there are Tea Party candidates uh, that just aren't electable who are still running. Uh, but Republicans have now in races in New Hampshire, where Scott Brown is now going to run uh, uh, for the Senate there against Gene Shaheen, who's vulnerable. Uh, in Colorado, where uh, I guess it's Mark Udall uh, mm-hmm. is running for re-election, liberal Democrat, uh, who doesn't want to talk about Obamacare at all. He says, well, call me later and we'll talk on the phone uh, <laughs> to reporters. But where Cory Gardner, who is a, an extremely impressive uh, House member from a Republican district, which is important because now uh, the, uh, the Tea Party candidate, Ken Buck, has dropped out. He's in that district. He'll run in that district and probably be elected to the House. But Cory Gardner is the one and only Republican, uh, leading Republican in Colorado who can win that seat and, and knock Udall out. To have him running is a, I don't know who persuaded him to run. Maybe it was just the poll numbers and watching uh, Obamacare evolve is such a potent issue. But having him run is, is critically important. I would add one other thing. In some states, like in Kentucky and in Kansas, uh, there are... Uh, uh, Tea Party candidates running who've been endorsed by groups like Freedom Works and so on, uh, because their conservatism is pure. Uh, but these are candidates who are not going to win the general election, probably. Why are Democrats uh, so thrilled about these Tea Party candidates running and hoping they'll win? It's because Democrats think they can beat them. Uh, and so getting uh, good candidates in New Hampshire and Colorado. Uh, and avoiding uh, losing Mitch McConnell in Kentucky uh, and uh, Pat Roberts in Kansas 
and getting a good, winnable candidate in Georgia, uh, where it's an open seat, is absolutely important. But, you know, one of the things that Tea Partiers say to me all the time is that we've been asked to back less than inspiring candidates, candidates who mm-hmm. are center to center left, and then end up mm-hmm. losing anyway. I mean, uh, and yeah. obviously at the presidential. Yeah, but they're wrong about that. You know, uh, look at Pat Roberts of Kansas. Look at his conservative voting record. It mm-hmm. is extremely impressive. Uh, look at uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is one of the smartest guys uh, there. I think he's been a great minority leader. And whenever it comes to negotiations, particularly where Republicans don't have the advantage, negotiations with the White House, for instance, the the, the, the fiscal cliff negotiations where if nothing w- were done, all of America would have a tax increase. It was negotiated by Mitch McConnell. He got the best possible deal. Now, is the guy running against him, the Tea Party candidate, uh, if he's elected, is he going to be able to get a deal like that, dealing with uh, uh, Democrats? I don't think so. Mitch McConnell is has done is a, a guy who is not a thrilling speaker. Mm-hmm. The difference is there are two people, and, 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 and the Tea Party people un, uh, misunderstand this. Both Mitch McConnell, the leading Republican in the Senate, and House Speaker John Boehner in the House are not good messengers. Mm -hmm. They're not inspiring speakers, but they are great tacticians. Now, you'd like to have them be great tacticians and great uh, speakers and and, and people stirring the grassroots of the Republican Party. They don't do that. Maybe they should, but getting rid of them is not the answer. Uh, One of the things, though, that makes a Republican fortunes look so good is the passion behind Republican voters. They're going to turn out. We saw that in Florida 13, the congressional district where Republicans Mm -hmm. are just going to show up. Uh, is the smart way to keep that fervor to have Mitch McConnell making comments like we're going to crush the Tea Party across the country? Or does that tell the folks, not only am I not your guy, but I don't want you around? I don't know what got into Mitch McConnell to say that. That was not in any way helpful, especially to him Mm -hmm. in his race. Uh, He he ought to know better than that. The Republican Party, uh, and, and he's in a leading position, uh, 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 the folks there ought to take uh, this position. We think the Tea Party is a great addition to the party. They have their, their what they're ambitious for, which is smaller and, and more constitutional government in Washington and reining in the power of the federal government and so on. Those are our issues. We, we're with them on this, and they've had a great role in, in highlighting those issues. We want them there. But we think that the way to achieve these things is not to get rid of Mitch McConnell and, mm-hmm. and people like that. It's to uh, have all of, uh, Republicans, whether they're Tea Party, whether they're so-called establishment candidates, work together. And for McConnell to, to uh, uh, further uh, fire up uh, the people who don't like him in the first, uh, in the first right. place, I think, is a political mistake. Uh, and he should have known better. Now, we've talked about Republicans and strategies. The Democratic strategy I've heard, uh, Fred, is wait for the Republicans to self-destruct, which admittedly yeah. in the past has been a pretty gosh darn good strategy. But I'm yeah, more I and think, more hopeful all the time that I don't think it's going it to work. Year, but there's still, look, there's a big difference between winning three or four Senate seats mm-hmm. and winning six or seven right. or eight or nine or ten. And you want the best candidates possible, I think, uh, who are winnable. Now, some of the... Uh, groups that uh, favor these uh, uh, Tea Party candidates uh, say, "Well, who knows who's going to be the who knows who's going to be the best candidate?" Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think we do have. We've learned from 2010 and 2012 there are certain types of candidates who don't do well, who are very vulnerable to Democratic attacks, and some who know how to handle those and are less vulnerable. And, and, and so we can have a pretty good idea, not, sure, sure. not for sure, because there's nothing sure in politics ever, but we have a pretty good idea who has the best chance of winning. And so long as those people are, are conservative for the most part, you know, 80% conservative was good enough for Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. ought to be good enough today, and certainly people like Mitch McConnell and Pat Roberts qualify, uh, then we ought to go with the best candidates. This is a great opportunity. Republicans had one in 2010 and 2012 in the Senate, and they blew it. This is the last chance they're going to get to uh, take over the Senate for the foreseeable future, and they just better uh, put the best people out there. They've already so what is the Democrats' counter? So what is the Democrats' counter strategy? I mean, we've, you've had people like uh, James Carville and the former spokesperson for the White House, who's my brain is freezing right now, but have said, you know, this is the, 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 wake up, Democrats. This is looking ugly. What do the Democrats do? Yeah, this is Robert Gibbs. You Robert Gibbs, yes. Probably the, the, White House, uh, the former White House press secretary. Uh, look, there's not much they can do. Look at the candidates that we've run so far. Alex Sink in that Florida House uh, mm-hmm. race last week that you mentioned. <laughs> what was she saying? Well, you know, Obamacare, well, we have to fix it and, uh, you know, mend it. Uh, not end it, but mend it. That didn't fly. Then she and others, like Michelle Nunn, running for the Democratic nomination for the Senate in Georgia, say, you know, we're not really Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> what we're for is we're independents who want to who want to go to Washington and get rid of the polarization and mm-hmm. get Democratic ideas and Republican ideas and get them together and and we'll all work and it'll be fine and everything. They're basically repudiating the fact that they're Democrats and that doesn't fly either. So I'm 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 still waiting for Democrats to come up with something better. The war on women worked in 2012. I don't think that's going to work again. I think Republicans realize they have to not just pretend it's not in existence, but to answer it strongly, right. particularly on abortion. And, uh, and Republicans and, and Democrats, rather, are going to have to come up with something else. So far, they haven't found it. That's why they're in such trouble. Yeah, and the running as the I don't want to go to Washington and be part of the partisanship doesn't work, and you're already in Washington like Gene Shaheen and Mary yeah, Landrieu right. and mm-hmm. Kay uh, from North Carolina. And you yeah, have Kay to, Hagan Kay saying Hagan, that, yeah, too. You you to know, vote. I'm, I'm bipartisan. Well, well, well you voted for Obamacare. I'm sorry. Once yeah, you have she, voted for Obamacare, you're done on the partisan yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, maybe uh, uh, the best thing for Democrats is just to run in favor of Obamacare, but that's a loser, too. So I don't know what they're going to come up with because uh, there don't seem to, seem to be at the moment any good answers. They Look, there are a lot of smart Democrats, and, uh, and, and they're desperately searching for an argument to use against Republicans. And here's the point I was making earlier. It's easier to make an argument against some candidate who's never run before and right. has had made some crazy statements and, and so on than it is to run against some experienced conservative Republican senator who's running for re-election like Mitch McConnell or Pat Roberts. Uh, that's a very good point, Fred Barnes. And, and uh, so far, the Republican fortunes seem to be, the, their hopes seem to be coming into line. The stars are in the yeah. right place. And that's what I'm saying to Reince Priebus. Don't break the mojo. Just be quiet. Yeah. Fred Barnes, thanks, thanks so much for joining Thank us here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.